Welcome to Beyond Trauma, a guide for your healing journey. This podcast is a project of Beyond Healing Media, where we value each person's humanity and what life experiences shaped you to be who you are. We, as the hosts of this podcast, seek to embody these ideas as we explore things like trauma, its impact on the body and mind, and even how it has shaped the way that we are in relationships. Trauma is not the end of our journey. So within this podcast, we will also discuss what it's like to heal, move forward, and grow as a human who's experienced pain. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Beyond Trauma, a guide for your healing journey. Uh, Jen and I are here to continue our discussion on the Enneagram an ancient uh, wisdom tradition about personality growth and development um, and looking at the shadow of our personality. Uh, so last week we, well, last time we talked, it's been, it's been a while since we got to record the episode, but the last time we talked, we were um, kind of in the heart of the gut triad, uh, looking at Enneagram types eight, nine, and one. And today we're going to venture uh, into the next triad, going clockwise on the uh, Enneagram wheel to the heart triad, which is Enneagram types two, three, and four. Um, Jen, I'm kind of curious what's coming up for you as we uh, kind of set our sights on the heart triad here. Yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. I think back to our last episode in the gut triad. And that was very personally relatable. And I was able to share just kind of my own experience in that. But in many ways, like pieces of the heart triad also feel very personally relatable. And um, I think there's just some of the strategies of the heart triad resonate really deeply with how I see myself and how I interact with others. So I'm excited to kind of dig a little bit deeper past just the surface of what some of these types can look like um, and help our listeners to see like, what does it really feel like to be um, one of these types rather than just maybe present as one? Yeah. One of the things that we talked about before we started recording was on the kind of relationship between, you know, none of this is bad or good. That's yeah. not really kind of why we're talking about any of this. It'll sound just culturally like there are some things that obviously, you know, obviously you're going to want to be more like that than the alternative. Mm -hmm. But that's really kind of uh, in our perspective, a part of this whole development of personality. You know, we have these ways of orienting towards our environment to get our needs met. You know, that is yeah. at the end of the day, if we don't get our needs met, we risk, you know, not being able to live another day. And so we're going to navigate our interpersonal world with a lot of brilliant and carefully developed strategies, uh, which is kind of there's layers to that when we look at each of these types. Um, but none of this is about good and bad. And a lot of that, Bridger, as you're talking about it, is happening subconsciously. Like we're not even necessarily thinking about, well, what need do I have today? And what am I going to have to do to get it met? Like we are wired in this way because we learned it years and years ago. We've le been learning that process since the day we were created. And so for that to be, um, it's not in our cognition. It's not in our thought patterns. It's happening on a deeper level than that. It's part of who we are, what our personality is, which is why 
oh, these conversations are just so exciting to me to start to like break down and self-reflect and like, who am I outwardly? And then what are all the deeper layers and what's motivating that trait, that personality trait that I have? Yeah. I love that perspective. And last, last recording, we were talking about the gut triad and the, the way we are orienting this whole kind of season is how do we navigate this world of having to depend on other people to get our needs met and having to work with other people to get our needs met, having to, you know, go into career, go into school, go into relationships and live our modern life. Uh, but with very, at the core of it, still very primitive needs. You know, I need to have mm -hmm. security and, uh, you know, I'd like to have a, you know, general sense of what to expect in my day. And when mm -hmm. we have to interact with other humans, we now enter this world of having to, you know, pick up on all of this new and really complicated stimuli and make meaning of it to lead in some way to, I feel like today I can know that tomorrow will happen. And that mm -hmm. that's a lot of uh, mental gymnastics and emotional gymnastics that we go through uh, every day. But with the eight, nine, and one, we talked about how eights, their relationship to getting their needs met is I'm right. And that's how I'm going to go. Nines, you're right. It's an immediate kind of displace of responsibility onto the other. And ones, we talked about it's right. Mm -hmm. um, not my fault, not your fault. It's just right. And so if you're not on the right side of that, then you're wrong. And same goes for me. And so I'm going to have that, you know, monitor of what is right going on inside my head all the time and in my heart all the time, because that's how I know, you know, tomorrow will come. If I'm more right than I am wrong today, tomorrow will come. And so as we venture across the you know, into the next triad going clockwise, we're into the heart triad. The heart triad is organized around their core kind of fixation uh, is around shame and what to do with shame. Um, in some way, two, threes, and fours have a kind of internal, and it may not be conscious, but it's underneath uh, their strategy and their, their state of mind that something is wrong with me. And I need to do X, Y, and Z in order to make it right. And it's really fascinating to watch these different types do different things, all from the heart space, but it's still in some way about shame. And we'll get into mm -hmm. what some of that means as we go into the two, threes, and fours. Would, would you say, when you were saying that phrase, something is wrong with me and I need to do X, Y, and Z, um, is it more about to make it right or is it about to earn the love and acceptance that I need in the world? Yeah, I love that question. I I wonder, and I'd love to hear your even answer to that question because for me, you know, as a head type, it's hard to understand it as a heart. Yeah. Kind of yeah. For me, it is like a, it is kind of like a, I need this, I need to do X, Y, and Z, or, you know, the math doesn't add up. Um, it's like if I actually like am honest with how I'm processing it, that's true. Like that's how I experience it. But, but my, my wife and both of us have, have heart triad partners. My wife, Olivia is a two, as you know. And when we talk about this, this is one of the major discoveries for me of where I was processing through like, man, I don't actually think you know, I thought I was a two for years yeah. and I actually don't think I am anymore because my relationship to 
what I need to do for others is way different than how Olivia feels so often. And for her, it very much is a, um, I need to do this in order to feel accepted and loved Mm -hmm. and appreciated. And like, that's, what's going to get me. I have any worth or value. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think when I was asking that, I was thinking through the lens of Ryan, my husband, who was, um, identifies as a type three, which is a heart type, but that same sentiment is like at his deepest core, he just needs to know, like, am I accepted? Like, do you still accept me? Like if I reveal pieces of me, like, do you still accept me? Um, and so I think that sentiment of like, what is it that I need to do X, Y, Z? How, what's my plan to ensure that because there's something wrong with me, I'm always doubtful that I'm going to be acceptable just as I am. Yeah. So how do I need to transform? How do I need to perform? How do I need to show up so that I can still get that really just hu- basic human need? Yeah. I love this acceptance. way of talking about the triad just in general. How would you describe, like, what is your reaction to that, um, that strategy of, I need to do X, Y, and Z so that I know that you love and accept me. Mm. Like in your gut, what is your reaction to that? Mm, That may take me a minute to reflect on because there's still, like, I still have a way of, um, you kind of reference, like I've identified as a two for a, a, a time now, um, until this last several, like maybe six months or so, I've been kind of on a personal journey of reflection. And so my brain still holds some of like the thoughts that I thought, like a, in, a, in a way, a strategy of a two, I guess, or sub strategy. But there's something when you say I need to do X, Y, Z, I still come back to that because that's just what you're supposed to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. it, like, but I don't know what the other, like the deeper, more like, personal layer to that of like what the fear would be if I didn't. Yeah. Um, well, let me say it this way and see what your gut does with it. So um, instead of I need to do X, Y, and Z so that you'll accept me, I wonder if you, your kind of internal belief is like, you'll accept me because I did it right. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, feels- like if you don't accept me, but I know I did it right, I don't really care. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. As long yeah. as X, Y, and Z were the right things to do. <laughs> yes. I love that. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Yeah. Because that, that really is to me the cutting edge. I love that you asked the question of, you know, clarifying what I meant by that. Cause I gave my spin on it and I didn't even mean to like, that is the subconscious nature of this, but for you to, to see that strategy in the heart triad and say, I mean, I get it, but my saving grace is that I know that it's right because I've done right. the research and I, you know, yeah. socially and in, in my own kind of mental and emotional math, I've added it up and this is the right answer. And so that's mm-hmm. why I did it. And if you agree with that, great. If you don't, okay. But yeah. I did it for me because I know that that's right. And then I'm protecting those that I care for and actual, you know, et cetera. Where it gets really complex is that, I'm going to just use our language of like the sub strategy then is I know that that isn't always super received well in the world. Like that hurts people that can offend people. Um, And so then how creative my nervous system is, is it picked up pieces of the two, right? In that it's a, 
it's a partner in some ways to the type one, like it's yeah, right the next wing. to it, yeah. the wing type. So it picks up pieces of that and say, okay, you can add little flavors of this to make that like oneness that's so strong in that more palatable for other people, more like receivable. So I can have that certainty and discernment in my own gut of like, this is what's right. But I can also add in like, how do you, but how does that make them feel? And can I soften that? And do I need to be more flexible in that? Um, or is it just right enough and you're wrong enough? I'm going to fight for it at all costs. Yeah. It's sort of a, a measure of how explicit does your rightness need to be in this moment? Yeah. Like yeah. what is that scale between if I go too explicit, that might actually hurt that other person, which you're not supposed to hurt other people, right. quote unquote. So you need to temper that. That down. would be the wrong thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> That would be the wrong thing to do. So there's a right way to be right, even. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So with the with the twos of you need, um, that have I even shared that? I can't remember. No, no. Okay. I, I have heard a hint of the you need, but I want to hear the other two because I don't okay. know them. Yet. Okay. Yeah. So the just as spoiler alert, these are the little phrases that I've used to kind of explain in a couple words, which again is reductionism and it's it's objectifying, but it's supposed to be a little bit of kind of get you thinking and get you feeling about what it could mean um, to kind of sum up or wrap up the two. So uh, to, to wrap up the type. So in the, in the two, there's you need, which is kind of taking a step to say, you know, I, I don't even know what I need. I'm just caring about what you need. Yeah. Yeah. For the threes, I have used the phrase, I want. And I like that because it's, it, it doesn't explicitly name the need. It's that I want. And so I'm going to go get it. And underneath the surface, it's because I know that that I've done the math emotionally to say that I think that's what's going to get me the love and exception or the love and acceptance mm -hmm. and validation that I, that I really need but it's through want. It's that achiever kind of mentality. Yeah. And then for the fours, this is a little bit more complicated, but if you know a four or are a four, that will make sense. Perfect. Uh, yeah, perfect. <laughs> it yeah. should be more complicated. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but the fours, I like, I need to know what I want. Mm. And it's this kind of circular, you know, never really knowing, never really uh, coming down on anything, never feeling understood by others, never feeling like other people know, but that's what's driving me is I just need to know what I want. Yeah. And it kind of, to me, tips its hat to that internal dizziness that uh, I've talked with a lot of fours about that I just don't really know. And um, I don't really know what, who or you know, who I am or what I am. I don't really know. Mm -hmm. uh, but I like these sentences because they kind of give the shadow side the benefit of the doubt on all of the numbers um when we look at you're dealing with shame trying to figure out what it means for you to be in the world and yet feel like there's something wrong with you yeah. and still have acceptance and security in relationships like that's a challenge how are you doing that well the twos i do it through you need so I just pay attention to what you need. I go after that. And I, I really want to meet that uh, as quickly and efficiently as I can. Threes go at it with, I want. And so I'm going to go get it. 
and mm -hmm. I'm going to have everybody look at that and everybody stamp that approval that says like, dang, that person did a good job. Um, look at them go. Don't you want to be like that person? Don't you want that person in your life? And fours might take the strategy of, I, I need to know what I want. So I'm going to maybe go in one direction and then I'm going to change to go in this direction, or I'm going to maybe not go anywhere. I'm just going to be inside myself because um, I'm really concerned about what's going on internally. I don't really know. Um, I haven't gotten a lot of, uh, I don't have a lot of confidence in any of the directions that have been laid out for me as to which way I should go, or even if my desires matter. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. So what do you think of those three sentences? Yeah. I, I agree with you. I love to have something that summarizes and by no means says like it's all in that phrase, but it's a way to like capture a, a quick glimpse of the essence of that type and kind of like the core motivation in that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to go into the numbers individually a little bit? Yeah, I think just kind of a, a brief overview of each one. And I, I think we've talked about future podcasts like Deeper Dives, but definitely just give everybody kind of your quick synopsis. And then I think we could discuss each one. Yeah, yeah, I like that. So for the twos um, and their their label of you need, um, for so many twos, the the focus is not on the self. And I think that's in a lot of ways true for the heart triad just in general, but the focus is on the other. So the the other person in the relationship or in the room or you know somebody else who is sort of the gatekeeper of acceptance and validation in the world. And so your best strategy is to know the needs of that person and do all that you can uh, to meet their needs and satisfy and please them because if their needs are taken care of, if they're happy, if they're feeling um, you know, like they have all that they would ever want in the world, then chances are they're going to keep you around. Um, yeah. But if you slip on that, then you need to start being pretty worried about whether or not you're going to be accepted or rejected. Um, mm -hmm. And one of the things that we've often talked about is there's a lot of really creative ways to go about that. For the two, the sort of Jedi level, um, doing this to the highest degree is when you can meet the needs of somebody without them even knowing that they had that need um, yeah. and doing it sort of uh, in sleight of hand. Like you don't even have to like thank me right now. You don't even have to notice that I noticed your need, um, but I knew that you had that need before you did. And so mm -hmm. I went ahead and, you know, just did this little thing here and there to meet your needs and no, don't worry about it. Don't even worry about it. Yes. Yeah. Not, not the request of recognition in that moment, not a need to be celebrated in that moment. I think deep down there's a craving that that will come Yes. Um, in this, like, I recognize I need you in my life and I am going to commit to maintaining you in my life. Like there's that need for that recognition, but in the small ways, like, no, 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 please don't actually even acknowledge it. Yeah. I don't want to acknowledge. In fact, it's being too seen. I want to be able to come in. Yeah. create this dynamic where you feel really cared for and safe and comfortable and even a, maybe leaning in towards a dependency on me mm -hmm. so that I know you won't leave me. Yeah, that is, if you think about the relationship to shame and how I'm convinced that there's something wrong with me and so my XYZ that I'm going to do for validation and acceptance and relationship is to become the expert in the meeting of the needs around me because if I become invaluable, in the need meeting of my community or my relationships, they can't get rid of me. Yeah. Like there's just yeah. no way. 
And for twos, I think you, you mentioned this, that deep down there is a desire for recognition, but on the surface, no, don't thank me, especially not publicly. And don't, you know, try and repay me. I'm trying to stack. (laughs) Sorry, I'm just feeling kind of ruthless today, but like, (laughs) um, but it's like, I'm stacking up your debt to me in the ways I'm meeting your needs. And so for you to try and repay me, that's not going to work. Like, I don't want us to mess up the whole plan. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, I don't want to be even with you. I want you to need me. Um, and, mm-hmm. to, and I take pride in that. I take pride in the fact that I'm the expert at meeting the needs of my, of my surroundings, but at the core of it, they really, I think just want to f- have somebody mean, <laughs> mean it when they say that I see you and I love you. And I think that's true. Yeah. Like for all of us, um, you know, all of the Enneagram types, but for twos that takes a, that takes quite a bit of, um, quite a bit of introspective work to get to the place where they can even start to notice their own needs. I want to maybe talk a little bit about the, the arrows um, for the two. Um, and we can kind of do this for each of the types, but just very simply the, the we kind of subscribe here at Beyond to the stress and growth path uh, use of the Enneagram. So for twos, they're connected in stress to the eight and in growth to the four. And so what this means uh, when we're looking at it from a strategy and growth standpoint, you know, the two is incredibly well resourced as all of the Enneagram types are, but for the two to have this, um, you know, this, I almost think about it as like a, uh, a spreadsheet of here's how I've met this person's need and identified future needs and how I'm going to continue to secure that. And what I hope on the back end is that they will see and accept and re, you know, not repay like dollar for dollar, but um, repay me in that with security and validation and acceptance. Yes. And so the way we can do that is very kind of varies widely, but if that doesn't happen, they have the stress path of the eight to show up and say, I've been continually, continuously, my boundaries have been disrespected. Nobody sees that I'm the expert in everybody's needs around here and nobody appreciates me. It's time to start setting some boundaries. It's time to start like, and they sometimes have like a real fire in them about this is wrong. You need to understand that, you know, you're not the center of the universe and how dare you hurt me like this. And they get kind of petulant in that belief that, um, this is wrong. I've been wronged and I need to set this boundary and, and kind of cut this relationship off even. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think you described the the petulance and I think there's like a build into that, like blow up moment. Mm-hmm. If we even get there in the stress path, right? Like yeah. the, I remember in studying the two so much in it for myself in like reflecting the petulance piece stood out to me so much of like this, like, way of which I'm going out there giving and doing so much. And then when I don't get what I need out of it, or I don't get what I was looking for in that, there's this like kind of fit that can be thrown. Yeah. And I think the more devastating that is in the system, the more it can morph into this aid of like, yes, very rigid um, boundary creating you know, I know I'm right in this and kind of a, like a rigidness or a stiffness about it. Yeah. And if that strategy doesn't work, I mean, the twos are sort of hallmark on the shadow side codependence. Um, and so there could be also the collapse. If the boundary setting doesn't work, mm-hmm. there can be a collapse into 
uh, just total, I'll just be whatever you need me to be, you know, doormat kind of uh, collapse. And I think that's, that's where a lot of, you know, twos coming to therapy is an interesting journey in itself, because it's a big step to admit that you have a need in the first place. Like, I don't know what else to do, but I'm hurting and I just want help. Um, that's a big step for a two to take. But a lot of the things that I work on with twos is how is boundary setting going in your life? Like, do you know where you're being taken advantage of or where you've maybe uh, gotten into a little bit of a codependent dance with someone to say, well, I'll trade my awareness of needs and expectation that I'll be treated fairly and with love and, you know, acceptance if you'll mm -hmm. just keep me around. Yeah. And that's, that's yeah. a lot to work on. It is. And I, I know we've already highlighted and I'll probably keep saying it throughout. Like none of this is seen as a bad way of being or a, a wrongful way of feeling or being driven in, in your personality. It's likely strategies that you've been learning throughout your whole lifetime yeah. and can show up in, a, in varying degrees of um, rigidity or intensity around it. Like the way we're talking is maybe not how everybody experiences it in that same way. But knowing that like if some of these traits and qualities are resonating as you're listening to this, it's not something to feel shame about or to say like, okay, but now how do I fix it? What type do I want to be more like? Like who do I need to be? And I can say all that so clearly because I've done <laughs> said all those same things to Bridger. Okay, so what what's the good type? <laughs> like, yeah, how do I get there? <laughs> well, Jen, I think you are the good type. You know, you're the one. Okay? <laughs> You would have to say that, right? Otherwise, I'll fight you on it. No, no. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but to be able to say, like, they are all equally strong and um, uh, fractured. I don't, I don't know a better word, but, like, every type has its strengths, has its shadows. And so it's more about being in a place of reflecting and saying, without shame, can I accept um, that these qualities may be manifestations of how I've learned to survive in the world and honor them for what they are before we jump into a place of needing to change them. Yeah. And with the two, you know, when they start to recognize their needs and pay attention to the value that they really do have just for being human, not because they did X, Y, and Z and earned it, but because they are human and deserve love and acceptance and validation and to be shown that their needs and wants matter and are beautiful, they have the growth path to four, which is just an incredible sense of creativity and expression of what my heart and mind are making of my being alive and human in this moment and can be incredibly resourceful and wonderful uh, champions of other people and help them empower you know, their own voice, they're experts yeah. at this when they're, when they're doing it really well. And from an integrated place, um, amazing people to have in your life. Um, and with that, it, it does come from a deep kind of introspective journey. Um, that's, that's really the heart of it for the two is we have to start to look inward, you know, with the, you need, one of the reasons I like that sentence is we have to start saying, what do I need? Mm -hmm. um, what do I need? And knowing that that's okay, like there's baby steps in this whole thing. Um, but yeah. really that's, that's the work of it for the two. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Let's talk about the three. Yeah, let's talk about the three. So the three is I want. Um, and the three is often known as the achiever. Um, we, we subscribe, obviously, to the, the number uh, idea because achiever has some uh, connotations. But with the three, and I would love to hear kind of your perspective on this with kind of being in relationship with Ryan for so long and seeing and feeling um, what all of that looks like for him and his development. But it is, I know there's something wrong with me at my core. And so what I'm going to do to kind of work around that is to go out and find success, find achievement, find accomplishment, and therefore have an inarguable uh, kind of value that is, you know, desired and accepted and loved by other people. If I can succeed, I obviously will then be accepted. Um, yeah. So what, what do you think of the three? Yeah, I think that idea of if there is innately something wrong with me or not enough, I will go out and show the world that I am deserving of being recognized, of being accepted. Like I will, sh I will prove how deserving I am through my achievements and accomplishments, my hard work, like all of these things. And in a three, you see accomplish great, really great things. Um, and it's, there's so much energy in that, that you never look really past the surface of it. You're so distracted in what the accomplishment is, what the achievement is, what's yeah, the, the new bells thing and they're going and, after. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yeah. There's so much distraction in that. And I think that's a very subconscious strategy of like, oh no, don't see me, see my accomplishment. Don't notice me, notice what I did. And presenting that forward and that being something that, um, that, the Jedi level of that is this humbleness of like, oh no, I actually don't want recognized for that, but like, yeah, please recognize oh, it. Oh man. It's the, a, oh. <laughs> the humbleness of yeah. I don't like attention, I don't want recognition, but I'm gonna continue to perpetuate uh, all of this achievement and success so that you can't help but notice it. Yeah, absolutely. I love pointing out that the, the Jedi level of hiding in plain sight is to be incredibly successful and humble. Mm -hmm. You need to balance that. Like that's, if you've got that, you're going to be the most, you know, sought after voice and appreciated presence in every idea. Like everyone's going to want to talk to you and be with you. Um, if yeah. you can, if you can balance that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the arrows for the three are stress path to nine and growth to six. And for threes, there is so much, um, again, the strategy is to collapse into the nine. It is only after I've tried and tried and tried and tried and tried, and it's just not working or it's not getting the acceptance and validation and, and you know praise that I wanted it to, and I don't know what else to do. So I'm going to mm -hmm. collapse into... Um, the slothfulness of the nine. And this is where you start seeing threes really not look like themselves. Uh, they lose that, that uh, shine. They lose that uh, salesmanship. You know, they lose that, um, that, that idea that here, look at this and here's what I've done and here's where I'm going. Like all of that kind of slides away because I don't have confidence in my ability to sell you what I, what I think you want or what I think you need. I don't know what it is and I don't even know if I'm worth it anymore. And so collapse yeah. into the slothfulness of the nine. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's, it's so interesting as I'm thinking of 
of course, I'm going to say the three through what I know about my relationship and my partnership with Ryan, but they take on every type takes on very different flavors based on the human that is embodying that and all of their personal life experiences. So some of how we're discussing it, like it can, it can come in many shades of the mm-hmm. same color um, and present very differently. And so, you know, we have a couple of other threes that work on our team that I can think about, or you guys, as you're listening, may have certain three people who would fit that type or you yourself knowing that this can be presented and show up very differently. Yeah, we're describing sort of the caricature of each of these types that, you know, here's at the high level, like what uh, these types can come across if they were like cartoon figures. Um, But your own way of sorting that out is very individualized to you. You know, you're not going to find, and especially for three, it's like just as we're talking about them, dangerous to be like somebody else in in true, like I'm the exact same. I want to fit in. I want to blend in, but I want to stand out at the same time. Yeah. Um, so I'll I'll do whatever kind of shape shifting I need to do to to get you on my side. But at the same time, that's all going on below conscious awareness. My real desire is to stand out and to be seen as as special. Um, that yeah. that you did a great job. You just mentioned a piece of the three. I don't feel like we'd spoken to yet, but the shape shifting nature of yeah. not only will I go after and achieve. Um, what I want, but I also will become what you want. Yeah. Like I can read a room very quickly without even recognizing it and morph into the best version of whatever you need me to be in that room at that given time, which is why the sales, the salesman uh, energy in it is very present because I can become what you need me to be until you feel convinced of something. Yeah. Yes. Not in an intentionally manipulative way, but as a way of getting that need met. Right. So for threes to come to therapy, that is also a challenge, (laughs) a big challenge. That means in some way that there is something that I need someone else's help with. And I've had threes in my office that are um, very expertizing of me. Like, well, you're the expert. Mm -hmm. Like I'm coming to you to, you know, you're the one that's going to tell me what to do. I'm maybe not very public with these needs and these, uh, you know, inadequacies that I perceive in myself externally out there, but you're here. Like you tell me doc, like what, what do you want me to do? Um, that shape shifting can come across as, as, you know, I'm going to work to please you, but for the, for the three, the journey away from, I want is really, I think, owning that insecurity that you're afraid of that not being enough. Mm-hmm. The I want of succeeding and, and achieving at the highest level. Like, what if that means nothing? What if people still don't accept you or see you as anything other than the shame deserving person that you believe you are? Yeah. And so, a lot of the work in therapy is let's discover where that identity came from. Where did you start believing that there's something wrong with you and the way that you can work that out is by going outside of yourself, chasing success and accomplishing at every level of the way? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the greatest barriers to that type of work for a three is it's if you take that away from me, look at what I might lose. Like I've achieved and accomplished and built all of this. So if we start getting into the nitty gritty of, why I've done it and I that changes 
I could lose the company I've built. I could lose the award that I've earned. I could, you know, like all of these things, those are very stereotypical achievement things, but um, I could lose all that I've been working for this at this time. And so with any of these types, really looking at the goal is not to be able to remove that trait in you Mm -hmm. or to take it away and extinguish it in any way, but it's to be able to help find enough safety internally and externally to say, can I be more of me, more of the authentic me in safe enough places? Yeah, absolutely. And if they can do that, the three grows into six. Uh, And so that just takes on a beautiful, like a true humility and a a true sense of um, connection with others and just a letting go of this drive to succeed and the drive to, uh, I have to be chasing the next thing but maybe I can just enjoy this cup of coffee with a friend and it doesn't have to mean anything, but we had coffee today and it was great. Like it is yeah. a deep connection and a deep uh, sense of security in the self to say, I know that I'm actually okay in this moment and we mm-hmm. can be together. Yeah. Beautiful transformation. Mm-hmm. So finally we're at four. Yes. Four. So um, the saying or the label that we have kind of given here is I need to know what I want. And one of the reasons I, I like that uh, statement is for fours, there is a deep kind of experience throughout life so often of no one understands or gets me. And I don't really, because of that, know who I am or what I want. Hmm. Like I don't know which direction I'm going. And for fours, the shame the I'm not okay, you know, shows itself in many different ways, but I need to know what I want is their way of often becoming unique enough or becoming um, eccentric enough or, um, you know, uh, artistic or uh, intellectual or, um, you know, involved in something that if I'm involved in this thing and I, and I kind of am approaching what I want or trying to sort that out and becoming something unique and authentic, then that is going to help give an alternative uh, to this shame felt narrative that I have that I, something is wrong or flawed with me uh, Mm -hmm. has been throughout my life. Uh, So yeah, what what are you making of, I need to know what I want for the four. Yeah. The um, Bridget and I have someone very close to us who identifies as a four type and I'm just reflecting on some things that she shared of this, learning experience from a younger age of like my needs won't be seen or known unless I can somehow create attention in order for them. Like unless it's, they're loud enough or they're bold enough or they're unique enough hmm. to stand out. Um, otherwise they won't be seen and they'll go unnoticed and unrecognized. And so that stuck really stuck with me when she was processing, explaining that of just seeing that, like there is this deeper need and the way in which I have to kind of form and and put it into place. I have to discover what it is and then somehow package it in a way that's, that's bright enough for someone to see it. Yeah. Oh, bright enough for someone to see it. I love that. And with the, with the four, you know, when we look at the stress and growth path, they stress to two and they grow to one. And fours are one of the types that I just marvel at as what an incredible transformation it can be 
when they feel a sense of security and acceptance and you know true groundedness in themselves to let go of the I need to know what I want loop that they get stuck in and go into the security and uh, the okay with ambiguity-ness of the one uh, when they're healthy to say it's okay like man let's just take a second and just recognize like this is where we're at and just to name that and feel like they can connect and be seen and understood by other people but for the fours when they're in stress and when they're in kind of those layers of unhealth the two and the codependence and the um kind of frantic or um you know push pull dynamic that they can get into with the codependences I need to know what I want and I'm going to be around this person that now maybe they are what I want. And so I'm going to spend a lot of time investing in that. But then I start to figure out that they're not it either. And now I have this kind of internal guilt and shame that I made the wrong decision or I'm becoming somebody that I don't like. And so then it gets into this dynamic with that other person that I'm going to go to a next person or a next thing and see if that's what I want. Um, so it's this sort of ping pong uh, when they're in, when they're unsure of who they are and unsure of what yeah. they want and, and deserve and need and their sense of self, there can be a great push-pull dynamic, uh, an immense mm -hmm. push-pull dynamic, um, because I need to know what I want. I need to know what I want. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I think about the the four, and it, it's a heart type that disintegrates into a heart type. Yeah, and what a tough go. <laughs> like the emotion and, and the, the big feelings that are, are wrapped into that and that, yeah, when I'm, when I'm struggling or when I'm in my disintegration, it moves again into another heart type, more feeling of the pain yeah. rather than an ability to tap into a resource of like a gut instinct about it or yeah. Blah, yeah. Oh, what a great point. I love that point. Um, really challenged. And um, the, <laughs> the fours and fours and fives are, you know, they stress to their own triad, um, which is interesting, you know, the, the symmetry of the Enneagram and for fives going into another head type when they stress, uh, mm -hmm. that's another kind of interesting lack of resource, like, dang it, like I just get farther <laughs> into my strategy than having, you know, any ability to tap into another heart center or another, another intelligence center. Um, but when they can grow, when they can you know, come to therapy or come to their healing of whatever it looks like, which is challenging because it takes away from the, the frantics of knowing what you want, like it's okay just to come to a space and just admit that you don't know. Yeah. And that that not knowing comes from a sense of, I don't really know who I am because I've never been in an environment that showed that to be an important question. Right. Um, I wasn't able I, to discover that. Yeah, no one even cared, I felt like, of who I was. They were worried about what I did or who I was with or, you know, something outside of me. But when they can enter that space and just name those things, they have such an incredible ability to use their genuine, authentic creativity and brilliance and let go of the burden of, I need to know what I want. I need to know what I want. I need to know what right. I want. And they can just settle in themselves to have the type of relationships that are good. Like it's okay. It doesn't have to be, you know, the, this uh, really eccentric or really achieving or really, you know, anything that's on the extreme side. Um, it's okay for it to just be what it is and we can find beauty in it. Yeah. It's a lovely place. Yeah. Yeah. Really lovely. 
So that is the heart triad. And we're going to get into later episodes in the season where we talk about, uh, you know, and hopefully talk to each of the types, um, getting to go a little bit deeper into these things. But very, very succinctly, twos, you need. Threes, I want. And fours, I need to know what I want. Uh, so thank you for, for checking out this episode, and we hope that uh, it stirs your curiosity for uh, the Enneagram and for your own self-growth journey. Uh, stay tuned for, for more. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast episode and that it will aid you in your healing journey. If you are feeling inspired by something that you heard today and desire to seek out your own therapy, we would encourage you to do so and would be honored to support you in finding a therapist that is the right fit for you. You can contact us by emailing therapy at beyondhealingcenter.com. If you want to stay connected, please subscribe to this podcast for more episodes, leave us a review, and follow us on social media by searching Beyond Trauma Podcast. Mm -hmm.